Mariange, I decided to put this song on here today. It's a very special one. It's not as exciting as um, our normal ones, but I thought it was a good. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a good one. It really sums up. So it really summarizes this artist's um, experience. I think. I think that's what he's trying to embody. His experience. Do you want to take a guess who this was? I have no idea. It is titled Mia or Maya or Maya 23 open parentheses 1 colon 2 close parentheses and it is by Charles Leclerc for hurry driver no Charles way Leclerc. yeah it's right here, here. Oh, that's why it sounds so sad right it really it, it's really just trying to he's really calling for help <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel like a lot of the drivers are yeah this is a rough season so far it's it's rough unless you are Max Verstappen and maybe Sergio Perez <laughs> I suppose one <laughs> of those two but I imagine but, there's some struggles being at the top as well yeah I think everyone just like I think when when you're the leader of the pack everyone just wants to like go for you so I can only imagine but this is I, I will say that it was it's, it's a nice little it, it kind of reminds me of like fantasy like times uh not fantasy times but like fantasy sh- movies and shows when uh they're like crying a bunch and uh i suppose I, either that or longingly looking out a window while it rains <laughs> like in friends when joey's just looking at the looking at like chandler's looking out yeah looking out for joey yeah, and know. joey's looking at this uh <laughs> reflecting on better days yeah <laughs> lost memories gone forever uh, actually it sounds like um the type of music i listen to when i read just yeah. like you know the 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 study piano kind of thing yeah like it's not bad no it's it's like this is this is a it's thing. pretty epic yeah he has another one that was released uh this was released exactly a week ago for the beginning of Miami. So which part of this is his? Is he like the composer? Is he the piano? He's definitely the piano. Um I think a producer, screenplay, author, Charles Leclerc. Screenplay. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Screenplay. Hold <laughs> on. He's just labeled he is just labeled as the What author. is he the screenplay of? Like the screenplay the writer. Of? I don't know. <laughs> Here's I, here's his one. Here's another one that he did. So on many April, questions. On April twenty fourth, he released it on April twenty fourth. This is um, titled "Oss Twenty Three Open Parentheses One Colon One Close Parentheses." Oh wow! Uh, and again, I think it really just summarizes up. This is like, this really is, I think, a call for help. I think he is just. I. I don't know if it's a call for help. I think he's definitely found some creative um, and very public ways to share his emotional process. Definitely. You know? I think I think like he, this is a project he's been working on. This you know, is the OS that we're, Aus, we're listening Aus to? Aus released on the weekend of Yeah, it sounds Australia. like a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was so good. So bad, but so good. But that's, I think... Um, what a guy. You just gotta love it, old Charles, you know, old Charles Leclerc. You, get, you can't help. It's funny. I have the conspiracy theory of this is uh, 
because you know he broke up with his girlfriend uh i think kind of near the end of last season and tr- to focus to really hone in and focus on this he's going through some time ferrari's being ferrari uh, rather lackluster compared to what they what everyone kind of hopes from them right and then charles Leclerc being on top of this also this really this project i think is just his heartbreak Maybe there's uh, an air of hope in the music, though. Yeah, you know, like there's there's it's very melancholy, but there is like this air of hopefulness. Yeah. Or like maybe it's because he's seen he wrote it when he saw the upgrade development. And he's like, oh, this is okay. You know, there's a chance. <laughs> Do we have one for Bahrain? Does it sound like disappointment? No, we don't have one. I haven't found one for Bahrain, but uh, I. Uh, I'm expecting one soon for Emila. I'm, I'm hoping at least. I like this. Me too. I like this. I much. I know that we spoke a lot last week about, um, you know, social media and the drivers, and them. Oh God, sorry. I'm listening to this track. It's very distracting. It's really good. Yeah. It's. I m- would much rather for them to have an artistic outlet like this right and you i get a a deeper sense i feel of leclerc than i would on any never have i ever video of him you know and if if we are to see a more personal side to the drivers because they are starting to be idolized because of drive to survive and becoming celebrities outside of the sport i would much rather see more of this Mm-hmm. Then you know, um, raise your paddle games with <laughs> with three other drivers on YouTube. Yeah, I find that this is a. It's not only constructive for them because I imagine this is part of his processing of everything else that's going on, having this outlet. Um, number one, number two, he's actually good, like, like yeah. really good at this. I'm I'm trying to actually I'm trying to find if he's charted on billboards because I think that would just be the greatest. For what? The, like the Billboard chart, like where if he if he when he releases the music, like if he gets put oh, on the billboards, oh yeah, the yeah, Billboard yeah. charts. I just really that'd be interesting. I I hope I know that on my when I looked up my Apple Music and my Spotify, it had like a little star or symbol, which means that it's trending. It's a yeah. trending zone, and apparently it is what it was. It, I don't see any official Billboard um, releases of anything but from him, but. I, I hope it gets on there. I uh, hope so too. Uh, I I would very much uh, appreciate it if you brought us another one. Come Imola. I would I would love there to be another one. I I know that there's always the rumors. I did see that he said something that like oh you know if Lewis asks me to make music with him I will because Lewis. I Lewis can't, Lewis I is can't a guitarist. See. Lewis Lewis is a guitarist. Lando Norris is a guitarist and plays drums. Uh, apparently. I feel like you'd have to do something to decompress from all the all the high adrenaline. Um, yeah, I haven't heard any of Lewis's stuff, and I'm sure that he's you know talented <laughs> as they all seem to be in all aspects of what they do. Yeah. Um, but just vibe wise, I'm not sure that Leclerc and Hamilton's music would 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 vibe well together. I could I could see you know? that. I think they're both in a tragic season that they could work. Maybe. But maybe I think this 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 kind of what you're saying about like, you know, you're feeling the emotion but you're also really 
you're getting the sense of hope hopefulness that they that the, that that he's trying to portray as yeah. well i definitely think lewis has a feel could definitely talk about that uh yeah he says here um he has not approached me but if he does why not it'd be a really fun thing to do with him <laughs> have all the drivers in the back having a jam session while someone's the fi is trying to like you know boost another driver's intro and they're all like no we're good we're just gonna jam out here and actually yeah. do something that looks good and sounds good <laughs> I, I will quote uh uh, open quote, Sorry, I will do some more mean. for sure because I really enjoyed it and the process of actually adding all the instruments and learning to play them and every and the production of it is also something that I'm, I really I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry this learning is, to play them I think he's played some of them yeah he just he's, hobbies this is from this is a quote from Charles Leclerc uh too boy so yeah probably some more if I have time with during the racing season but probably some more soon <laughs> is a end quote that's, no, that's I'm, I'm, quote. I'm sorry this is insane this is like when you have that one friend who's like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, going to Japan in a couple months. So I decided I was just going to learn Japanese. And within three months, they're like super fluent. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Learn the instruments, plural, he's, and then learning to compose. And I'm, he's that he's, is a whole new level. That is, that is Fernando checking on stroll while driving level. He's, of the capacity yeah, on these he's, drivers he's Charles, is amazing. He's Charles the F he's, World Leclerc. He's <laughs> like, Charles the F World Leclerc. <laughs> you know, like he can do what he wants. Here, here he says, here's a quote about Lewis. I've seen that on the internet, Lewis does his stuff. That'd be really cool because I think Lewis, uh, I think Lewis is singing, uh, and I, um, and be cool. I don't know what type of songs Lewis he sings. sings. Yeah, he sings and plays guitar. I don't know what type of songs he's sing he's singing. If he's happy to sing in a depression song, then I might be the one he goes to. Oh. My songs aren't the happiest ones, but maybe one maybe one day, why not? There's always a there's always an, a breath of hope in them. This will be something that'd be very funny to see, and I think that it'd be fun for us to do. Is his is Charles Leclerc's. Okay, so at least so. at least I interpret it, you know, close to what he was trying to per per portray. Yeah, exactly. Right? He was trying to portray sad with a glimmer of hope, and I got sad with a glimmer of hope. Um, sad. There's hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um, on, uh, on my side of silly things. Oh, you know, yes. I, uh, I did something quite interesting. I, I was fooling around with ChatGPT. Oh. And I got the idea oh. of asking ChatGPT... To give me predictions for Imola 2023. Beautiful. Right? Immediately, Verstappen and and Perez 1-2. You would be amazed. Oh. We're going to go down the list. Now, <laughs> yes, we are. I do have to put a little disclaimer out there into the public um, that even ChatGPT had a disclaimer saying, please note that this prediction is speculative and not based on real data or events. Qualifying outcomes can be influenced by various factors, and it's always best to refer to the official Formula One sources for the most accurate and up-to-date information. It also, I will say, took a little bit of um, tinkering around, as ChatGPT did not want to give me predictions at first, because it was like, well, I don't know, I'm not... You know, I'm not an expert and we're not in the future right now, so I can't give you anything accurate. And I'm like, that's okay. Let's play with the erratic. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's know? okay. Jat, chat GPT. So I did two predictions. 
So for the first one, we're going to go with Imola 2023, right? Um, Who do you think's on first? I mean, obviously, it's probably going to be Max Verstappen. Just knowing. Not according to ChatGPT. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, according to ChatGPT. ChatGPT, don't do this to me. Second. Don't don't give me hope, ChatGPT. Don't give me hope. It's, it's obviously working on some old data. Um, <laughs> 100%. Second place is Max Verstappen. I can see that. If Lewis is first, I would see Max is second. Third place is our, our, our sad boy, Charles Leclerc. Fourth place is George Russell. Mm-hmm. Fifth place, McLaren with Lando Norris odd right odd that's the one i'm not surprised that's that's okay i want to hear the rest because i six places fernando alonso seventh is pierre gasly that's pretty good for for, yeah not 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 too bad uh eighth is sd bestie there we go again Um, not a name coined by us but that is by p1 with van tommy but still sd bestie (laughs) is still there um tenth is sergio perez I mean, it is it is a oh, proper it, it is a proper track, so you never know. <laughs> That's mean. Yeah. Eleventh is Carlos Sainz. Twelfth um, okay. is Piastri. Uh, Tsunoda in thirteenth. Stroll in fourteenth. Hulkenberg in fifteenth. Fifteenth. Is, that, is that, that how we That's count? the one after fourteenth. Thank yeah. you. 16th was Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> high That's, hopes, high hopes. Um, That's pretty average, actually. <laughs> Joe Guan Yu. 17. 17th. Ahead of Valtteri Botas for mm. um, 18th. Is that what we're on? Yeah, 18th is 18th. that one. No, Valtteri Botas is 17th. Do I have 21? Wait, no, no, no. No, we just jumped. We Seven, just jumped ahead. We, I think we, we jumped skip, ahead. Did we I don't skip know. Thirteen. I. It's possible. I forgot how to count this morning. That's fine. Um, then we have Alexander Albon, followed by Logan Sargent, followed lastly by Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries. As we like to so, call him here. <laughs> we're just, we, we, that was definitely ours first. That, that was our, that, that's just my yeah. own confusion there. You know what? Um, be- before you get to the, your second one then, I just want to say, I think that if you're, if ChatTP is like collecting all the data and the numbers and everything and like from, from like all over racing is kind of, is what I assume AI kind of does. That's what I assumed first, right? But it had Piastri up there. Yeah, but Piastri has... Like a lot of good data from F two, F three, and those. Do you think ChatGPT would look at that? I feel like it would have to if it's part of if it's like in terms of trying to do driver ranking. What about DeVries though? DeVries has a lot of well. That's that's what makes DeVries the question of DeVries very interesting, which is why um, even ChatGPT is like even the acclaims aren't going to help here. Yeah, exactly. Which, um, which I would love to talk to walter about this uh which by the way listeners if you're if you're listening i'll just quickly do some stuff you are listening to the f world it is me taryn midzane your host as well as my co-host mary Ange here with sans sans or without our illustrious and like great the great voice the f1 guru of walter he's not with us today which is why we're doing our not why but we're this <laughs> would be a fun silence. one this yeah. is this is gonna be the um you know 
This is going to be the shenanigans. Where, this is going to be the tangent. Yeah. Tangent heavy, you know, Leclerc's composes, Which I thought, Chad I thought, GPT. Great. Let's do all three, both songs. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, uh, I'm definitely going to be looking him up. Yeah. But see, the thing with, with uh, DeVries, DeVries, though, or Debris, whichever, whichever Debris. one. Debris. Debris. As Debris. We'll call him Debris for this episode. Then it'll just make it way easier for me because I'll, I'll say one name and then realize, oh, that's not the name we're going to use. I'm that's, still confused. Yeah, that's not the name we want to use today. That's, <laughs> so, that's not his yeah. name. But but Debris or Debris was, he was, you know, he's a Formula, th- Formula E world champion. He had a good, he had two good outings. Uh, his debut with Williams, his uh uh, last season, and then he was a recovery zero driver for F one. Yeah, like uh, I think it was. A, I'm pretty sure he's a world champion in F three or F two. I'm not. I have a computer in front of me. I could look it up sometime. You could look it up. I could look it up. But I, so the, either the, way, to the, put him last. Yeah, but but that's like the weird question of Debris this year is like compared comparatively to the other rookies, he is not a rookie. He's 28 years old. He's been around. The racing block a bit of time he's hasn't been an f1 he's an f1 rookie but in terms of being able to go to take a car past 250 kilometers an hour and handle it he's been around enough to like know how to do that yeah so if anything he really should have had the strongest outing of all the rookies he's also been a reserve driver for a number of years more and been testing more uh with the uh, on that so he's so him not being good this year has been like the shocker yeah, of, no, of, for sure. Of it all. That being said, though, I think that in terms of just pure numbers and data-wise, that's not a, like, unaccurate to assume list of, think, like, the I initial. I think it's, it's, a, it's an interesting list for a computer to make. Yeah. Um, Because oh. it's also, like, considering the fact that, like, Sergio, a lot of Sergio Perez was in that er- era area of... Um, finishing when he wasn't in a top performing car yeah and and to be fair um the original list it gave me had you know uh latifi and kimi raikkonen and botas was driving for mercedes and you know it was kind of all over the place yeah so it was really pulling um, out a lot of data oh yeah no i had to go in there and be like remove this replace this driver with this driver you know a couple times and then reconsider 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 until it had all proper 20 drivers driving for their appropriate teams. Okay. Um, what was the prompt that you actually ended up going with? Um, well, the first, because ChatGPT kind of works with a conversation. So the first prompt was, um, would you, c- can you make me a prediction for the final pole position of 2023 MLO? Mm-hmm. And then I went through the conversation of, um, I'm not going to go word for word, but pretty much the gist was, uh, well, no, I can't because, um, you know, I can't be used for sports gambling and my results won't be accurate. And this is speculation, which I'm not designed for and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, okay, but let's, let's just work theoretically, which is why it started giving me the disclaimer at the beginning and at the end of each, um, prediction that I would make. Right. And the first prediction had, you know, this is the lineup. This is the theoretic. It was very, very touchy on the words. The theoretic lineup for uh, Imola 2023 uh, as it stands with 2023 drivers. And that's where it had like Latifi and Raikkonen and all that. And I had to do adjustments. So then I'm like, okay, we'll replace 
this driver with this driver, you know, and reconsider. Mm -hmm. And then it would reconsider the list and everything. So I got to this list as my second to last list before I asked it to reconsider one last point. Oh, no. (laughs) I can only imagine what you did. At this point, um, you know, we've all seen the videos of Ricardo um, trying out seats for Alpha Tauri or the videos talking about him. Yeah. There's there's some movement there and no one really knows what it means and everyone's speculating that maybe they're swapping out Ricardo for DeVries. Yeah, I think that's been now confirmed not to be true and that it would be Red Bull drivers Liam Lawson and like one of the other ones from like F2 that would come in if it were to happen. But we do know that like that Ricardo is very and there's a lot of talk that he's he's doing the Pirelli tire test at Silverstone. Okay. And there's a lot of like speculation of people looking at him and I know that teams who are looking for other drivers are looking at him again especially with all the rumors that Red Bull saying, "Yeah, he's was out of shape and we're really shaping him back up and he's doing a lot of testing yeah. for us now." So. So, I didn't know any of this and uh the morning I decided to do this was the morning that it popped up on my feed is Ricardo replacing DeVries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder. So I asked Jack, Chat GPT, reconsider if Alpha Tauri was to replace Nick DeVries with Ricardo. And uh, the list did not change in order of any other drivers. But instead of coming in last, Alpha Tauri with Daniel Ricardo, according to Chat GPT, would come in 13th. That's not too bad. Like that's that's not too bad. That's not too bad considering how. That's not too bad considering that you know um, how Mercedes mid. is not going to make it to first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like it's, if you, it's really like, not that bad. If, if you really think of like where it's, it's a seven position jump. Yeah, like you know, really, um, really. Even when Chat you... GPT is like, yeah, may- maybe, maybe look into it maybe you never know especially with um with everything kind of like happening the way it, the way it's been kind of happening i don't like i mean i could see i could actually see that that would be i think that i think that's really the, the big thing with daniel ricardo is that i think that he is a very undervalued driver right now because he had a pretty he had two bad seasons well no he had more than two bad seasons he had a handful of seat bad seasons but at underperforming teams yeah and i think that those teams very much were like you're going to come in and you're going to change the boat for us except for really kind of mclaren mclaren had lando norris at the time i feel like a lot of teams have that outlook on drivers yeah i feel like a lot of teams put not too much credit on the drivers but too much credit on the drivers in the sense of you can put any great driver in an unreliable car and they're not gonna win yeah, they may... they're not winners because they're drivers. They're winners because they're a combination of great drivers in great machines with a great team that actually listens to their feedback and exactly. like they all work together on this thing. It's it's which um... is which is why I always need to say, Inspector Seb made Aston Martin what it is this year. <laughs> I will I will die on the hill that it was Seb Sebastian Vettel inspecting that red bull all season long in 2022 and talking to the engineers well why his car sucks that gave fernando alonso his podium winning you think i believe so 
I I just I just I think personally because I just want to believe that if Sebastian Vettel was in that car now, he would be doing the same as as Fernando Alonso, or else maybe even winning the race. <laughs> maybe push it's that I don't meme know. of like the guy who gives up on digging just before hitting the diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The guy who's just like plowing through, and it's like Vettel. And there, Alonso. there legitimately was that meme. Like yeah. at the beginning of the year, there is that meme around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's it's literally classic. What's up? But I also think that. When you're when you're Vettel, you've won the championships enough enough times. You're like, okay, I know where this league is kind of going. I see the direction it's going to. I'm not a fan of this. Time for me to leave. I don't really care about diamonds when I've already got a whole bunch of them. Maybe you, you know, maybe. Whereas Fernando, like, maybe Alonso has been pushing for that third world championship for a long time. He's been so close that he just he's and I think that just Fernando is just a racer. I don't, I don't think he's even going for world championship though at this point. Like this season, it just feels like he's in there because this is this is it for him. You know, in the sense know. of I don't think he can picture himself not being in Formula One. Probably, like I, 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 I don't think I think. I think the idea of retirement has got to be terrifying for him. You know, it's his entire life. It's the past 22 years of his life. When you go so fast and you just immediately stop. Everything's like, all, everything's weird. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't turn it into a something. <laughs> okay, I won't. Don't, I'll try don't not turn to. it into. <laughs> you you made it weird. I live, live my life a quarter mile at a time, Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> when I'm in those 20 seconds, 15 seconds or less. I'm free. Look, look. I live, I live my mind. I live look. my life three kilometers at a time, Lewis. When I'm driving 300 kilometers, 300 kilometers <laughs> there plus, that for that minute and a half that I get the fastest lap before you and Max take it from me, I'm, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> for that <laughs> I mean, entire hour and a half, I'm in the car. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different than quarter miling it. <laughs> yeah. No. But okay, so back to the chat G- GTP. What a movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Back to the chat GTP list. I like first of all that's a good for how bad Ricardo has been over the last let's not sugarcoat it for the questionably how questionably bad he's been over the last number of years handful of years or so to put him in that big of a jump that's you know that's good yeah considering well, all the data from do you want to know something else that was interesting of course I do back when chat GPT thought that Valtteri Bottas was driving for Mercedes he came in third I'm not I'm okay, I'm not too surprised and then, about and that. And then as though. soon as I'm like, um, you must be confused, Botas is actually driving for Alfa Romeo. Whoop. Yeah. Down to the bottom. Yeah. Automatically. Yeah. I'm not that that I'm actually not that surprised with. Because I think Bot Botas is like is a good is just a good driver. And it's funny enough because um to that note, I've been re watching the twenty sixteen F one season. So is ChatGPT apparently. So is ChatGPT, <laughs> yeah. Because Bottas is still at Williams at this point. He hasn't yeah. moved to uh, Mercedes. He moves to Mercedes next year in 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Um, this one's Nico Rosberg. It, it's yeah. Glo- it's glorious. And but when he moved, to, but when he was at, and even right before this kind of period of time, like when Bottas was at Williams in 2013, 12 13 and 14 he was i think williams finished like third or fourth in the constructors championship in 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 2014 or 2013 one of those years like they were still pretty good he was battling for podiums in a, in the williams car yeah and you can see in 20 and back in you know back in 2016 at this point 
that Williams was like putting pressure on other cars. And if the Mercedes had like one major exploit of weakness, which was if they weren't in front with clean air, the car was really tough to to overtake. So when you saw Lewis and and Rosberg in like P10, P9, they were really battling to get positions back. But the one one of the cars that would hold them back the most was Bottas and the in the Williams because yeah. it had such good straight line speed that it could battle these things. I mean, it hold them back enough, but you would have the like good long like cat and mouse games through the, through these races when these those Mercedes were back. So yeah, I could totally see Bottas in the Mercedes being a podium winner, but that's yeah. the one. I'm still I'm no, happy. It was, it was it was interesting. Um, yeah took me the better part of, you know, 30 minutes while I was procrastinating doing other work. Not um, important work. This is, it's to, the F world here well, on Civil Radio 101.7 FM. And shameless plug. No, I had it. That's, that's a station ID. I have yes. to do those. <laughs> I have to do those. <laughs> I would, I don't, I wouldn't shamelessly plug the station either. I would, sh- I would, I would proudly plug, plug the station. I love the station. Is shamelessly not the same as proudly? I guess. I, I think <laughs> when you really think about it, it is the same. It is the same meaning. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But listen, I don't... Listen. 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 I didn't do the hand signal. The yeah. For <laughs> listeners who don't know, it turns out that when I when I talk a lot or try and do like my long-winded rants and ex- explanations, I do a very distinct hand motion or set of hand motions. Oh, yeah. It's it's throwing the words at you. Yeah. It's, it's just constant... Like, like like that you know grab the words out of my mouth and throw it towards you yeah. just uh, no one can see that we are both looking like absolute weirdos in the station right now as we are both just chucking air at one another <laughs> like the we're like trying to that. airbend <sighs> a little whisper of, of <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> okay no <laughs> i won't tell you I was I was more of a Zuko guitar, guy. Like, it's <laughs> a verb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, though I found out that just I was actually rewatching that show. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not going an, into that tangent. What an overpowered we character. That's all I gotta say. Going into no. that tangent, but to the we but, okay. are sticking to Formula One or at least engines and cars. Yes. So speaking of the lineups, then. Uh, would you agree with that kind of lineup to a degree? Not like, at all. Like. No, okay. Not minus minus out the where where you where where you swap Paris and Verstappen into their collective one two order. Uh, sorry, Verstappen first, Paris next. Okay. I if still were... I I still think the top. Other than really Lando Norris, I think that the top kind of other six than or Lando seven, Norris. I'm sorry for this season. Lando Norris in fifth is the only thing that makes sense. No way, that's too high. Fernando needs to be third, so that's yeah. a bump up. You know, but, but I was saying Hamilton, that the- Leclerc, Russell, um, Gasly, Ocon, like none of those. Like, I don't know. I think they're in there. Like, I think actually maybe Gasly and Ocon because they think- seem to be doing, you know, Perez needs to be up. Um, yeah. Sainz needs to be doing. I don't know. See, the I, the I thing like- is, the thing is, Mercedes and Ferrari have been so random lately. That's the thing. Also, Imola is where we're going to see a lot of upgrades. Yeah. That may that- or may not work. You know, maybe we will see this lineup. I I want to see if we get close to this lineup, yeah, and uh, and just see where where ChatGPT goes. But um, 
But no, it doesn't seem reasonable for what's been going on so far. Again, Fernando needs to be third. That's non-negotiable. That's been the, the season norm. It's been yeah. the only sense of stability we've he, had this he season. He has gotten consistently 15 points every single yeah. race weekend. He needs to be getting 15 points every race weekend. Yeah, he needs to. <laughs> you know, like Verstappen not being first. Yeah, we've seen that this season. Lewis... Being first, we haven't seen that this season. We that's, could that's, though. We you don't ever know. It's I, Imola, and and like I I saw a thing that it might it might rain. Who knows? The weekly forecast uh, is showing is showing. Yeah, I'm gonna see Im- this. What? Yeah, I'm gonna see. And so if it rains, Hamilton wins. Forward. Well, you just never know. With you just that you would never just know. dirty up the air even more. Well, you, you, his dainty little car would break. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know this. The amount of bouncing alone. Yeah, yeah here we go. So that's Saturday. Is it going to rain? Uh, Friday, light rain. Saturday, rain. So that would be qualifying. And then Sunday, mix of sun and clouds with potential showers. I'm going to say... I mean, the rain The rain is called the equalizer for a reason. I think it's just so... It's unpro- not an equalizer. It can be, though. It's not. Let me, let me have hope. A bad uh, car is just a bad car. Let me have hope. Even ChatGPT knows this. So we have hope, that's but we don't. We don't. But that's the thing. We that's don't, why it kicked we, Botas down like ten pole positions as soon as it was like, oh, it's not driving. You know, a Mercedes, which by twenty uh, seventeen was good standards. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, it's not driving the best car in twenty seventeen. Well, then obviously gonna he's go gonna be he's gonna be at the bottom of the list. So I still like how he was after his teammate, though. That's what makes it funny to me. What, that he, yeah, that even, he was because because even with all the data that you that you make, yeah, and, and like that was another thing that was weird. Botas is behind Joe, yeah, like, gone you. Like so, it's kind of like so if if it's doing what I think it it kind of does, which is you know collect a bunch of data and and like put it into a theoretical order. And I wonder in, if it collects the way. Twitter feed too. Well, it mu- it must have to collect. Some- when does it tap into exactly? I don't know, but so that that is too scary of an idea for me to to comp- contemplate because I am actually pretty scared of AI technology to a, to a degree. Why? Because I don't know if it'll kill me. It's obviously way smarter than you were I am. A Terminator, it will- Kate, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe kind of. Yes, hundred <laughs> <Yes>. percent. <laughs> yeah, I also just it's not just Terminator. I've just read a lot of science fiction that like it always has one continuous problem eventually we make a system that goes like you know what <laughs> i just need to kill everything but and here's, destroy everything here's my okay fine we are gonna go on tangents you know what it's the flavor of the episode um tangenting right now for a sec here's my counter argument to that to the fear of ai to you know every sci-fi that we've ever read has got ai creating more robots, taking over the world, killing off humanity because we are a scour on these, this earth, right? Is that that science fiction was never written by AI. That science fiction was written by humans. This is how we see ourselves. Mm. So really we are perpetuating our own fear of ourselves and just putting the face of an AI to it. But it has nothing to do with the science that's actually being done, right? Your entire... Um, preconception of AI is created by the imagination of some guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not by some actual computer. But like what is, 
listen. No, Chat GPT is very pleasant to talk to. Okay. All right. Every now and then, she I made need... a she made <laughs> a great list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I asked it to organize my day the other day, and it did oh. so. Made a very balanced. Was like you know, and then I tried to put. I actually, I think I kind of broke it because I tried to organize my day. Um, and I'm like, this is all I've got to do today. And it was like, literally, this is not healthy. You need to have time for dinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't I, t- don't I tell you that all something. the time? <laughs> don't I tell you that all the time? You do. Like, like, hey, do this. So I, I found that then, wholesome um, yeah, and not sci-fi-y at all. Hmm. Um, you know, well, maybe maybe we have a lot to learn about that. Like Friday. Yeah. What happened? What about Friday? Jarvis. Oh, Jarvis. Who turned into Friday. Oh, because Jarvis turned into the the Vision in uh, Voltron, Marvel. Ultron. Oh, not Voltron. Oh God, Jarvis I turned watched. into the Vision. Uh, oh in yes, Marvel. no, he did. Voltron he did. is yes. uh, Voltron is three. It's five teener teenagers who <laughs> who <laughs> join together, so use lions. Go. This is the F world where everything is fantastic. It is fantastic. <laughs> I have a great time talking to you about random <laughs> things like this. If this you is thought this was going to be about Formula, Formula One, well, well when come you think, back next week. <laughs> well, when you think about the 80s and wild times and everything coming together, then yeah, that's very much Formula One. I I still want to. I'm going to constantly go back to this list though because I uh, I think that like honestly. Plus minus some like some change ups, like, and and kind of what I was trying to get at with you change you change around the top six a little bit, or the, sorry the top ten a little bit, swap around. That's a pretty accurate top ten. If you you know you move Perez up to to second place, Lewis goes mm-hmm. down to maybe anywhere from I'd say third to six gets slot in there. Really, Fernando goes up, strolls all the way down in fourteenth. Yeah, but like, I I kind of expect that from Stroll still. Ouch! Not not in. I don't know. With a, all the coaching Alonzo's giving him, I'm just I'm just expecting yeah, him to get better through time. Yeah, um, but let's okay, like but, a fine wine. Like a, Stroll just like needs to fine wine. He just needs. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So let's see this. Just though. needs to get those tannins in him. Yeah, to get uh, those tannins. So so Bahrain Stroll is P six, right? So Saudi Arabia. Stroll is Norris in top ten. Stroll's DNFs in in, uh, in Saudi Arabia, Australia. Where does he fit? You keep in mind this is with all the jumble. Stroll finishes P four, but that's that is after Carlos Sainz gets his grid penalty, so yeah. he's actually he's actually P five. So six. So you know and in top ten. Yeah. On top of that, you got to think P7. about how many how many times has uh, Ferrari or Mercedes not been in top ten this season? Let's roll. Oh, Miami, Lance Stroll. My, like Miami. I, uh, before I answer that, La- Miami was kind of I'd say arguably one of the most normal kind of like I'm gonna say normal races. Um, it's pretty. It was a good one. Sixty overtakes. Walter and I found out uh, yeah. over the weekend. It was 60. really good. Yeah. Uh, no crashes. And Stroll finished in P12. So P14 with like if, if you if you're including all of his stats from all the years and you kind of and you're averaging that out P14 with how dense P3 to P15 really can be so interchangeable I don't I don't see it's I don't see it not in the realm of possibility I think I he still finishes higher I don't see any of this in the realm of possibility uh, or impossibility right you, I think that if if 
the final pole position looks anything like this. It's just kind of how it went that day. I, I feel like a lot of this season is just roll the dice and take a guess. Yes, yeah, so that's especially for and the... And I feel like that's what ChatGPT did. I feel like that's what we do every time we're like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe Leclerc's going to make it to fourth. Maybe his car's going to break down. He'll come in 20th. Yeah, but that's you know? a, but that's like, but that's a strong know. educated guess because it's Ferrari. It's a strong you know? educated guess that would not have been made 10, 20 years ago, right? Know. It's it's the that. thing is like on top of the upgrades this weekend. Like, can you imagine if there's an upgrade that just like I don't know cancels out Red Bull? It could happen. They start the car, it just won't start, and then they don't get to I, race that weekend. I don't think I don't think that um, they lose a wheel. Yeah, suspension just drops. Also, I, I just want to. I, I I do want to say one thing here. On, I'm not going to post. I'm going to take a picture of this because it's right it's, now. Yeah, right now because it's kind of funny. <laughs> on, I'm on the Formula One website to look up the race results, and what does it do? It gives me a AlphaTauri. dot com ad with Sergio Perez and and uh, Max Verstappen speaking of Red Bulls. Uh, they're, it's the face people because AlphaTauri is the clothing right, design because they're the label yeah. for uh, for Red Bull. So that is that is you know what saves them from being confusing is that if this ad was on any other site but Formula One, non Formula One fans would just look at these two gentlemen and be well, like, "Why oh, would yeah, I dress they're... like a champion? Well, well, that doesn't look like." But a... they wouldn't know. Yeah, they, they wouldn't know. know. They wouldn't know who these guys are, right? And so they would just look at this and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah. attractive guys wearing attractive clothes. I want the clothes." Like in the ad, um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Verstappen is wearing a white cardigan and Perez a blue t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it's like none of that screams racing it just yeah. screams normal clothes yeah so it's interesting to see it on formula one because it's like well we know better that's what drivers well it also just kind of gets me that like you would have the advertisement on the website for you know the formula one website you would have this advertisement um well it just, it, i, don't I mean know. they, it just they probably have sponsors as as website ads all the time, right? I'm sure if you go on there another day, it's going to be a Pirelli website or something. We're going to find um, out because we're, the only we're... thing they can't do is cars, admittedly, or at least I don't know that they can't. But I would feel that that's like a conflict of interest if you saw like a Mercedes ad on the Formula One site, right? Or or an Austin Martin, unless Austin Martin decided to do something that wasn't cars, like AlphaTauri does clothes. If Austin Martin all of a sudden made microwaves, I can imagine that it'd be completely appropriate for Formula One to just be like, have an Austin Martin microwave, right? But the cars where like, I would tow that line. Um, but yeah, but outside of this website, you would not be able to tell that these are two drivers and you would not be able to tell that these are two drivers for Red Bull and not for Alpha Tauri. They just yeah. look like attractive guys. Just like dudes. They just look like dudes in they a look shirt. Like they're about to go do a polo match together. They they that. no. They look like they're about to go sailing. Yeah, 
right but it's like it's the sales enthusiast where like you're not going in midsummer where it's still really warm you're going in like fall or spring where the real sailing where, like, is yeah where, where the, the real sailing is and in. it's like oh they, uh, there's like there's good winds today you know and it's like it's not like in the movies where you get to wear like a bikini when you go with the guys on that one it's mm. you get to wear a cardigan because it's cold and windy and wet mm-hmm it's like that's, that's usually my that's usually my dream. I I want to go in the summer work and wear my bikini with my homies. I, I knew and, I knew you would see it and, this way. Exactly. That's really honestly. If that's but that's not that's your the kind of sailing dream, they look like they're about to do. Yeah. Is the, that like the, the fall one? The 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 chilly one. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. The not so glamorous one. Yeah. I still just have I don't know. I have a little bit of a problem with it being on. The, the main website what's your problem with it let's unpack this i don't know this. i, what, I what's just, your problem with it i just don't like advertising for like one clear team like i on like in, but they're like, not advertising for the team yeah, it's advertising they're for, like, advertising a, for a clothing brand that sponsors a team yeah that's fair right yes what's the difference know. between alpha tauri and rolex Rolex doesn't sponsor every single t- like one single team. The Rolex sponsors the whole thing. Well, it'd be yeah. like it'd be like if Tag Heuer was there, and because Tag Heuer only okay. sponsors Red Bull, it'd be the same thing with the IWC. Like if it's a whole bunch of IWC watches, which is Mercedes watches. I'd what if it like, was a monster eh. ad? I still wouldn't like it. Really? I I don't like that it is a it is a website for the sport, and they're advertising like very clearly advertising. Well, all websites, the, the team in that. all websites need ad revenue. And Fair. realistically, people who are watching the sport are going to want to dress like there's a certain like uh, driver fashion, right? Like all the all the sponsors and, and patches aside, you can usually tell people who enjoy it. Like they have like a special Ferrari driving shoes, you know, um, that my mm-hmm. brother used to get. There's like just a certain aesthetic that comes with the the rich crowd of the fandom of the sport right and alva towery does make a lot of those clothes right they have that that chic allure all the other companies also make clothing but those clothing are specific to their automobile brand right alva towery is the only one that isn't an automobile brand it's just a clothing brand with a car so mm-hmm. with that said, it makes sense that if you're going to sell clothes to people who enjoy um, sports racing and driving and all of that, that it comes from driving companies. Now, it would be a little awkward to have a blatant kind of Ferrari ad on there because most of the time, if you're going to see a Ferrari ad, it's not going to be for their clothes going yeah, to be for their for the car. cars but that's and that's a- going to show favoritism as you know if you want to buy a car you should buy this ferrari car because this is what like formula one is pitching to you right but no one else is competing alpha tower for sport for for sportswear and even if they i mean were, there's there's richard meal there's tommy hilfiger there's um yes but they're the other, what are the other they're ones? not drivers those, they're not formula those one cl- world those are cl- clothing brands that support that sponsor formula one team are sponsors of formula one teams though sure so if anything there should be but it doesn't show favoritism for who's got the better car right well, it definitely just shows not favoritism Tauri, but... for alpha Tauri has better clothes which 
the point of Formula One isn't to determine who's got better clothes. So them showing a little bit of favoritism by having an AlphaTauri ad, it's it's showing favoritism to AlphaTauri, yes. Well, no, it's, I would it's, have a problem I... with it if Formula One was a clothing race. Okay, that's that's an interesting... I don't know. I, I'm of a, like, purity of sport. They should not have advertisements for a brand that is so closely intrinsically linked with another team. I think AlphaTauri is a little bit of a, a gray area because AlphaTauri Well, no, because AlphaTauri is not is not a brand without Red Bull. It is specifically to be Red Bull. Right? The whole reason why they got a tour like that's one of the whole things is to bring more generate more generate Absolutely. more revenue with it. So it, it does show favoritism to Red Bull's corporation. Maybe not Red Bull Racing, but Red Bull as a as a major massive player in Formula One because otherwise we would every time I hit refresh to this it would not show me the same ad it would show me different ads over time oh now I get now I get a live play by play with it and now there's uh, Kelly Paquette in it too that's real cool oh yeah so, are they taking their shirts off no they're not taking their shirts off they're just it's just one of those like oh dress cool fun stuff you know oh, like let me see. Let on me the see. beach let's see turn your screen for a sec well it's not playing now I'll, I'll just I'll refresh it to see if it plays. Oh, look. And now it gives me a Red Bull gives you wings ad when I hit refresh that time. But it so. does give you wings. It's an energy it, drink. It also, the, it's their winning team right now. Fair enough. I'm just saying. Would you be I, upset I, if I'm it was Monster? There's a Crypto.com. I'm more upset that there's a Crypto.com thing than there is anything else so far. I'm hitting refresh on this again to see what ads there are. <laughs> uh, Lenovo. Well, that makes sense. That's a, that's a massive. Thing. Yeah, that's a massive. Yeah, stay uh, tuned. Hard We're going to add her for the next yeah. five minutes. You know what? We're going to do that. I want to give you guys a little bit of break here on Silva 101.7 FM. I'm going to add her for a little bit more. And when we come back, we'll actually finally move on to uh, a more interesting topic for Formula One. <laughs> okay. So coming back to the races. Um, coming, we're taking a break from the ad surfing that we kind of were talking about. You've distracted me. Uh, I've distracted you. How did I've like, distracted yeah. you, Taryn? You um, distract yourself. I do distract myself. It's now after two refreshes is showing me uh, things for the Hard Rock Cafe, which well, makes more makes more sense because that is a promoter of a Grand Prix, but not a promoter of a team. And after another refresh. The Red Bulls are back. I thought again. we were moving past this. We, we are going to move past this. We're I going to move past this. Speaking of Imola, and that's coming up. We we may get to see the upgrade. I'm hoping. I've been searching for when the planes arrive and when the logist the logistics teams come in, and we get to finally see the W14B as we've been calling it. Yeah, I know you've been um, texting me that yes. nonstop. Not nonstop, just non-stop. a lot. <laughs> just I'm a so lot. excited! I can't wait. I've been waiting. Oh my for god, WD4 <laughs> WD40. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll help WD14. Squeak, oh my god! Get Could you imagine that? if that's what they named it next? <laughs> the WD14. <laughs> well, hopefully, luber, luber water displacement. <laughs> Something like water that? displacement. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Walter. Shout out to you again. Walter displacement. Walter. No, no, we don't want it's that. What we're experiencing we don't, we don't want today. That. Yeah, definitely what we are experiencing today. But you actually came in uh, to my my studio office, kind of in between uh stuff and th- so a lot of the news kind of throughout the week usually is kind of a small dead zone yeah but kind of before around the, the thursday friday and then going into again this morning i saw these, these um these articles kind of about what the drivers have been saying over specifically 2023 and the changes that we've been facing 
And I think this ties into a lot with kind of your, what the chat GTP, what I feel from the chat GTP listing is that roughly like it's taken in consideration other things, but if we were to put it into our 2023 lens, really honestly, pretty, that that list is pretty stable to what we see already. Despite what we've seen already is instability. Sure. Not really. I mean, like, it's an anything can happen season. Yeah. Spots. I feel like, like place, like positions three to like twelve, could be really anyone. No. Um, Not like any one of the any one of the 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 six. I don't know. You just want you only want Alonso to be P three. I'm saying though that given a good day, I think the Ferraris like could do it um miami i don't know where their pace was mercedes again like if mercedes and ferrari really their upgrades kick in keep in mind that austin martin's bringing upgrades in this time as well Mm. i'm not sure what they are i think they're changing a little bit of their suspension uh and they're doing a little bit of floor work um which seems to be a very common trend for their first upgrades is yeah i think teams are trying to lower their floors again because they rose them up and then Red Bull still able to r- ride really, really low, and I think they lowered them back, and they figured people are figuring out it's a, it's a suspension thing. It's possible. The shape um, of the floor too. Yeah, exactly right. So I think that like, yeah, honestly, spe- specifically the P eleven P to down list, I think that's a pretty like foreseeable list. Tell you what, we'll have to see. We'll have to what see. What we'll do is on next Monday, if you all tune in to the f world next monday from one to three um or on spotify and that or on spotify next episode i will bring back the list and we will see what happens and we will see what happens yeah but because i don't want to say you're wrong because you might not be wrong maybe chat gpt is accurate if chat gpt actually like does this i feel like if if it does i would have to test it again yeah I think we need right. to. I think we need to again, anyways. Because that's this trope that they use in a lot of uh, TV and movies. Is usually you have a sports fanatic or something, and then they have uh, someone in their life that has like savant syndrome, um, who can just analyze the numbers without the emotions. And then by doing that, they just like, oh, actually, this team's gonna win by this margin, blah blah blah. And then Put they're your right. Money on that. Don't make, yeah. we don't we don't right. betting And on so this it's like podcast. it's been such a trope in TV that just cold hard logic is better in statistics. Um, when it comes to to this, that it it is an interesting angle to see. Mm-hmm. I think um, that if it's anywhere near the actual final lineup, it's going to be luck. Okay. I think that the fact that ChatGPT was stuck in 2017 while I was talking to it showed me that it's not at that point yet to be accurate. I think that the lineup maybe could hit true because it's a anything can happen season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I will be sad if Fernando comes in six. Yeah, I think everyone will be too, to a point. Um, I definitely think the bottom five are pretty like where they're going to be. Um, now are they going is 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 debris going to be 20 20th by finishing the race 20th or by or crashing (laughs) or by dnfing i think that like when he doesn't crash he usually places like mediocrity like yeah Yeah. he's not terrible but he's it's not awful about where you expect a rookie 
who doesn't really connect with his car with a car that's like not that good for racing in my opinion yeah um would be uh so maybe i i definitely think that like i still think that if it does rain he crashes i think that's i think that's where the he's the latifi of the season you know the latifi <laughs> of the season <laughs> like if you you can't count uh, on you can't, what a name to live up to <laughs> the gotifi the <laughs> most consistent driver of, of formula one the breeze and latifi the the the, the, the tifi the tifi, tifi. Oh, the tifi there we go it's like the t- definitive but definitive. the definitive defeaties yeah but coming but segueing back to um the drivers and poor performances and everything like that uh these are kind of the five driver complaints that i saw in today's video there's one but on from the race.com on youtube that's a really good one it's just like you know f1 driver drivers get heard something like that but uh sky sports had an article over the weekend um f1 didn't release an article about what the drivers say which is very interesting because I mean it's probably counterproductive to their image. True, yeah, it, it very arguably very much is um, because it sounds. Oh, sorry, like the, you said F one, not FIA. Yeah, but F one still Liberty Media, and if if the if yeah. F one is not if the F one drivers are kind of complaining about what's happening, then Liberty probably doesn't want that. But here are the driver complaints about why twenty twenty three is not gone so hot for them. Can you guess what number one is, Marianne? Ah, uh, the car doesn't feel right. You're very close. It is aero development. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be something they like are, that. They're saying that the overtaking is a bit more difficult to do this year. It's gotten worse compared to what they were planning on. That the outwash from the front wings and going and wrapping around the cars make uh, make more dirty air come up, especially when you're following. Um, so really, once if you don't have clean air, you you don't you don't drive as you don't, you're not dri- your drive isn't as good so when you get into yeah. the drs trains it's just so hard um and that's why and especially um carlos Sainz was saying that you know like kind of similar to the second this the second part that one of these things is kind of like you can only drive an attack for so long and then you have to back off because you have to create the clean air again to be able to attack again you can't just consist- consistently attack which then yeah. creates problems at DRS. Now, I got a question. Okay. Were these determined by like a census of sorts or is it just, you know, the wheel that squeaks the loudest? Um, like is it, is this the number one complaint because it's been complained multiple times by different drivers or is this the number one complaint because it's been the loudest? A bit of both. Okay. Um, it sounds like the drivers in all the drivers meetings have constantly said this is a very big deal um this development cycle has like this era like this has been a consistent problem with trying to overtake and overcome which is exactly what which is what liberty media and fi really want they want the tighter races they want the overtakes they want the assignment but they're kind of saying like no that's like this is directly affecting this they have not been saying that dominance is a problem though that's something to be clear. Actually, Fernando Alonso had a really good quote saying, "There has o- Formula One is all about dominance. There's always going to be a dominant team. That should not be taken away. And roughly, yeah, I think that's, did, that's very fair. It I, did take a lot of me to not answer sarcastically that the number one complaint was that they weren't driving for Red Bull. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's really what it was for it's all. Number of it one too. complaint. Um, this car isn't a Red Bull car. Yeah. And so it's we don't not like this. right. Um, the second don't one. Don't feel connected. The second complaint was the tires. That this Ooh. that the tires there's more overall overheating um, across the tire space. You're you're not able to say okay, there's overheating in this one small section of the tire. It's just overall it always heats up. And it's another factor. To, it was actually another, the second factor to the Carlos Science quote I just said, where he's like, you have to go forward and then you have to back off. So you have to do a lot more tire uh, heat regulation. Yeah. Um, and it makes it harder. This is the degradation. The degradation is actually a little bit too less and not as good. So the the teams aren't incentive to create more pit stops, which is kind of counterproductive to what Pro was actually actively trying to do, uh, was to make them more potent, but degrade faster so that you could so strategy so pit stop strategy would become a thing a bit more yeah which is a a funny thing with 2016 is because 2016 they have they only have medium is the hard tire uh is the white tire soft is the what yellow tire super soft is red and then they have ultra soft and then the intermediate and wets yeah and constantly throughout these 2016 races they're swapping between the soft and ultra soft and, and and soft and super soft mainly and there was a lot of talk about how they're going to pull these these cars into uh to drive a bit more to drive which obviously as cars change you and i both know as cars change up tires are going to change up everything changed so much with the rules and everything but yeah yeah tire, we're gonna see some changes for sure yeah tire tire overheating and and that stuff and and how the tires are, are being are behaving in this year has been a really big key factor to not having as many overtakes uh, or not as many overtakes in where they want no, to see, see what the you overtakes. Mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. I could, I understandable. Wonder what Pirelli would say, but that's, that's really the big thing with this because like, what can you really do? You can ask for them to do so much, but inevitably, you know, they're either going to make a really good tire that you like, uh, that does exactly what you want, which is almost impossible to do, or you're, they're going to make a too reliable tire, which is what they've done, or they're going to make a tire that's complete crap and everyone hates it. Like, and that's, only really that's f- the thing, right, is where to find that happy medium. Also, are the complaints about the tires specific to 2023, or are they just about the tires in general? Right? Is there is there a difference in the the tire... Um, composition this year than there was in previous the, years. I haven't looked into this. Yeah, they, there is a slight difference. Um, they're introducing a new soft tire, like a C7. Yeah. Uh, they redid the medium compound and the hard compounds uh, a bit. Okay. Uh, so the the compounds are a little bit different. This has been something that I've I've been like uh, been s- s- kind of planning to do. Like, what is happening with tires this year? Um, so this gives me more incentive to like look up more to what they're doing there, but. Yeah, I remember like one of our very early episodes, you wanted to do a whole segment of tires. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like my pseudo segment. I finally get that. But it's just... Uh, pseudo segment. Yeah. So I, th- I thought it was very interesting that the drivers are kind of complaining about... not I wouldn't say complaining, but they're kind of bringing up. This is another factor what's what's making these races seem yeah. boring, but aren't necessarily always boring. To the I, outside no, viewer no. doesn't really... No, I other don't than think... Baku, Baku was just boring. Baku um, was boring. Miami was like fun. Miami was 
a little cringe for the intro, but past that, um, it was a good technical race. Yes, exactly. I think like, it was boring for anyone who's a football fan watching a Formula One race. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, hence the need to make the sport look more like the other. But um, but no, for Formula One drivers or Formula One fans, I I think that it was a good race. Um, it just wasn't as explosive. Like we've also been pampered this season. Yeah. You know, we've we've had we've had an exciting season yeah. up until Baku of red cars left, right, and center, yellow y- yellow flags. Um, you know, cars just breaking down for no reason. There's always been um, one, at least one kind of yellow flag incident in either qualifying or the race. And and that's and 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 red cars like it just got progressively worse, yeah. right? And then yeah. Baku happened, and we were all we were all so pampered yeah by all this excitement especially after australia right and, and then ba- we have a three week long break and we're like okay let's see let's, let's see some stuff let's see some debris and some spinotas and we, we gotta you know, see a little bit of debris all of that <laughs> and um and then it was just good racing even then it I, was, I think it was the really child stale. inside all of us well I'm talking about Miami here. Like okay, Baku yeah, was, yeah. yeah, no, Baku was very stale and very weird with the sprint and everything. But the sprint did, the sprint did liven it up. But I wonder if it didn't draw out all the excitement that we would have seen on the race for the sprint, which we've already made that point. But yeah, um, looking at Miami, which we will it discuss, was a good race. It yeah. was just not what we were used to. Yeah. Right. And because of that, the child inside of us that likes to use a magnifying glass to burn the legs off ants, you know, and see things burn, watch things crash like that, that little child brain that's been pampered all season um, didn't get it. And Mm -hmm. at first, even I was like, oh, wow, another boring race. And then I watched it again. And it's like, no, actually, this was pretty technical. There was like you said around 60 overtakes um it was a good race it was what what formula 1 is supposed to be about um <laughs> i think we all just got got bedazzled by the crashes we've been having yeah and i think i think that really kind of sums it up pretty much that sums it up to me at least is yeah. that is that we we have been we're considering what pe- what fans have complained about or have said about the races and that we've gotten some like uh, we've we've had are they are they Formula One fans or are they Drive to Survive fans? That's the real question. I don't know. Right. Um. I really don't know. And whatever. And I, yeah. I. I don't know. It's I don't, also I don't important like... to note that I haven't watched a single episode of Drive to Survive. Yeah. You 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 sprung that revelation Nor... on me. Uh. Rather. rather I thought quickly. you knew. No. I, I mean, thought you know. I, I really... thought we talked about it before, but I guess not. Um, I have yeah. conversations in my head a lot of the times. <laughs> I do too. You so know, I project so what other people are going to say, and then answer, it and then realize a week later that conversation never actually happened. Sometimes I uh, think I've replied to text messages and emails, right? And then right. just don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I thought you knew, but yeah, no, yeah. I've never watched it. Well. I've never. You're not really missing too much in the last like three or four seasons. I've seasons, thought but. about it, but I'm scared that I'm going to start over dramatizing the narrative of Formula One, and I really enjoy it just as a sport. Yeah, 
And I I'm think scared that's scared that I'm going to get caught into, you know, I think the that's whole a, fantasy aspect. I, I think it's been very interesting seeing people come into F1 with that idea and then learning what the sport really is and be like, oh, so it's not this like drama thing. Like, there is that. So this isn't reality TV? Yeah, not really. It's, it's Love Island, babes. Love Island, babes. Um, speaking of Love Island, though, and, and how fast... No, no, number three. Get, What's the third? I was going to say that. <laughs> number three is performance spreads. Uh, they're too close. That creates DRS trains. And while this is kind of directly relates to not just necessarily Red Bull's dominance, that is very much... That's where Fernando Alonso's quote of, like, this has always been a thing, F1 and F1. One team getting it ahead of everyone else, that's always yeah. a thing. It's that the other team's not being able to, A, catch up so quickly, but B, that specifically the midfield the cars are performing so closely together that they can't really overtake each other there is not one distinct thing in the car that lets the other ones you can you can plan out for another thing so like haas can't can't really think of a development thing that gets them the leg up on 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 their on sour that's realistically who they're fighting same as mclaren can't really think of something that's that they, they all get stuck in the same development cycle that everyone is is very much lumped in the midfield together and that has made overtaking and spreading and really a lot of these i feel a lot of these things are really just very much the same they connect into each other yeah here's here's the thing is i wonder if there's not some confusion right because yes there's always been a team that dominates you know we're seeing that with red bull we've seen it with other teams such as mercedes and whatnot um so like red bull aside this is the first time that we don't really have the big three. Yeah, this is the right? first time that's really been shaken up the most. We're used to, at least I'm used to, Formula One being about three, maybe four teams, right? And then there's the rest. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that right now. There's no high field, low field. There's Red Bull and there's the rest, right? And I think... For the first time, we're watching, you know, Haas duking it out with Ferrari. <laughs> Who would and, have thought of that? And <laughs> exactly. And and they're all just like, this isn't right. Um, But instead of seeing it as uh, this isn't right because the middle game has never been so even before in the sense that you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, has it, um, it hasn't been even as a driver, especially as, as a driver who's used to not duking it out with Haas, you know, um, or not duking it out with, with Alpha Tauri or, or whatnot. I could totally see those drivers being like, oh, I don't know, the spreading could use some work. Like we could go back to the way things used to be where I had to worry about like McLaren and, uh, not McLaren, sorry, Mercedes, Right. And uh, and Ferrari and and that those were where I was, where my people were. Now they don't know. It's kind of all over the place. And I don't think that that's necessary. I can see that being a negative for the drivers. I don't think that's a negative for the sport. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's very fair. I think it's a fair. That's an interesting way to look at it from a different perspective of drivers. Um, I, I'm kind of like in the neutral spot of it because I agree with both sides to a degree. I, I I do I agree with the fact that like because so much of the cars this year are very regimented, that developing out of this kind of performance spread, or, yeah, or lack of performance spread is tough and not what the driver and what not what drivers and teams kind of want, but also 
the actual the fact that it is so jumbled up is makes it fun. It makes the midfield battles a lot more exciting because you just don't know. And the problem is is always just DRS trains, uh, which then gets to my next the next point. The fourth complaint on the drivers list was shortened shortened DRS zones, mm. which I think a lot of people have complained, especially in Baku, um, and we saw it again in Miami. However, Miami was a bit different because I feel. Miami, it almost worked out good because no, it wasn't so there wasn't as many overtakes on that one long back straight. There were more over overtakes into corners. Yeah. So they were kind of using it looked like they were using DRS to slingshot them through corners, which was a lot of fun to see. But I mean, I don't know. I'm still on the wall when it comes to the whole DRS controversy. Um, I found it to be a very controversial topic. Anyone I talk to, it's always either like they're for DRS as a whole or they're against it as a whole. Um, yeah. And it seems very, very polarizing takes on it. I'm of the mind that um, I don't, I don't know. Even if the zones are shorter, that just means you gotta think differently than you did last year. Yeah, but right. I think I think like the thing, the main thing is is with with these DRS based kind of cars. If you're shortening the zone, you're giving them less time to speed up. It's not like you hit DRS and all of a sudden you're ten horsepower more, you're ten kilometers faster. No, you, there's, you build there's that a lag. up. Yeah, so I think that um, that's where the, the main is that that extra hundred meters to not hundred so meters to not get faster makes overtaking a little bit less, and that's kind of. Like ironically, didn't isn't what happened in in Miami, but I think that's more of the track style than say Baku, where we're going to get long DRS zones where no where everyone just gets stuck in this train. They can't overtake each other. They're all performing the same way, and really only the one team can get through it. Which that's not that's not the problem. It's just well, you're the, not giving them the, the chance to overtake. You the one chance to really be able to overtake because of how these cars are functioning is now being sh- small, sh- shortened, and that's what they're not liking. Yeah, but here's the thing with DRS, right, is that it's not... Um, the DRS trains that are getting created... Like, Red Bull isn't... It's it's so far the best and the fastest at DRS, right? Which we'll but, talk to. Um, which we'll get to, but... Magnuson, I think, or Hulkenberg. I can't. I got to go into my notes. Because um, I'd, I'd written a notes about, you know, um, the DRS takeover between Verstappen and, uh, and Hamilton. Mm. Right? Because that was breathtaking for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, In but so many good and bad ways. It's funny to see that uh, Williams is second to Red Bull by four kilometers an hour in DRS zones. Yeah, straight um, line speed. When when they were uh, testing in Saudi Arabia, right? Um, By four kilometers an hour. Now, Mercedes, and this is why it looks so breathtaking, um, Mercedes was slowest of all 20 so of all 10, sorry, of all 10 teams, Mercedes was the slowest by 22 kilometers an hour. In Saudi Arabia? Yeah. In the DRS zones. That right. So there's crazy. something that's not working for them in their DRS that's just clashing with the rest of their aerodynamics. Mm-hmm. Now, when you line up the fastest, which is Red Bull, 
and the slowest, which is Mercedes, then you get that breathtaking takeover of Verstappen and uh, and Hamilton. Yeah. Right. But when you look at the numbers, they're actually all quite similar to one another. So it's not that Red Bull has a better DRS than everyone else. They have a better machine. But they Uh do have a better DRS. Like, don't they? But they don't. Okay. You'll, they don't. you'll explain this they, to me they, soon though. They don't. I'll I'll explain I'll explain after after you tell us what the fifth point was. Yeah. Um they they well they do have a better one, but not not as much as what we fantasize in our heads as being better and game changing. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Like they're the best, but like I said, they're the best. But Williams is second with four kilometers. And that's for looking at DRS. Yeah. Right, and I think that's so, why, and I think that's why, like the Williams drive. You look at Albin and especially Sergeant. We always talk about Sergeant a lot, about how heavy he wears, uh, yeah, how, how much weight he carries around. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Williams drivers are really frustrated is because they know their car is probably better than it has been for some time. But it's not. And has that okay. DRS doesn't make the car, and this is my point with Red Bull. Red Bull isn't the best car because it's got the best DRS. It's got the best DRS because it's got the best car. Mm-hmm. Williams is second, meaning logically, if Williams had the second best car, we would see them much higher to the top. We don't. Why? Because their pacing is wrong. Because the rest of their arrow is, is not right. Because although they are the second fastest in DRS zones, they don't have the pacing. They don't have the car to be second fastest all the time. Mm-hmm. There's only two, maybe three DRS zones in a track, mm-hmm. right? But the rest of the track is what determines it. So even if we do get these DRS trains that are slightly shorter or slightly longer or whatever, um, Miami showed us that we can still have multitude of overtakes. And really, it's just about the drivers and the cars themselves. I don't think that the DRS plays as much into it as what we think it does. It works for single maneuvers. It doesn't determine the whole of the car. Red Bull is not the fastest because of its DRS. Red Bull is the fastest and therefore has a faster DRS. Okay. If that makes sense. No, that makes a lot. That makes sense. That that's, that's interesting. So it's I, I it's would a say weird th- complaint for me because whether the zones are shorter or longer or whatever, like you're not... You're not competing on who's got the best DRS. Yes, they do show an advantage, but the fact that everyone's getting caught into DRS zones puts more to the question: Do we need DRS? See, like I've that's that's always been the thing for me too. I know that's always a big topic: is like, do we really need it? And I've always been on the side of look: if we keep it, great. If we don't keep it, great. We just need to think of a way to get what it's doing to work. Right. You know what I mean? Like to get that speed boost. And I think we need to look at different technologies and everything for that too then. It's but, equilibrium, right? Yeah. If everyone has an advantage and they all have the same advantage, no one really has the advantage. And that's what we're seeing with the DRS. Yeah. Is that we have DRS trains because everyone's got DRS. They've all got the same advantage. Yeah. That's Red Bull point. included. Well, I mean, not, I mean, theoretically, yes. If you were to take away, if you were to take, here's my point. If you were to take away all the DRS tomorrow, right, Red Bull would still be the fastest car. Yeah, because it just naturally is the fastest car. Because they're not the fastest car because of their DRS. They're just a superior machine. Yeah. Right. And everyone else would still be duking it into the middle field. 
mm-hmm. right? So shorter zone, longer zones, I don't know. I don't think it really matters. We need to first determine, do we want to keep this? Before we determine, do we want to change it? We got to determine, do we want to keep it? Is it worth giving everyone the same advantage? That's really the winning question of the of the day. I really don't want us to, to talk on that. So. Number five. Number five. Number five. Number five is what to keep with the theme of what is all of what this has been going with, and I think the one that we have talked a lot about on the F world as well. But one that we knew was always going to come up. It number five it, for the driver complaints was less nimble cars according uh and the car maneuverability which they're huge cars yeah which the cars have been getting bulkier and flatter and wider like yeah they're not as nimble and (laughs) and with the ground effect you can only maneuver them so much you know keith robinson uh one of our guests here has um talked about that as well yeah that like there's only so much maneuverability you can, and so if they're if the complaints are about fastness in overtakes, I think I think these are all like summer to sum it up. What's wrong with the 2023 season is the car. Yeah, <laughs> it's very yes. much well, to yes. the drivers. It's yes, all fixed is, with the car. That is the determining <laughs> factor of 2023, and that is why 2023 is such a you know anything year. can happen because the drivers really don't matter in this case. Yeah, you know so, it's it's mainly the cars. Here's my little tidbit on bef- the mobility. Before that, I just think it's very interesting that now going into round six, yeah, round six in Imola. The drivers in their in the meetings have all somewhat voiced this the same kind of same complaints same same various complaints into the same overall thesis into the how do we aggress I do think it's interesting that the drivers are very outspoken that they're it's not necessarily a dominance factor that which is kind of the narrative I think other sites have been kind of trying to show like oh it's really these budget cap reasons and it's like yeah well that all come into effect but it's really just like the thing that the the problems that we are having and the problems that 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 formula one is seeing like we need more of this how come we're not getting more of this on paper we're supposed to be getting more of this here's the drivers are all kind of saying here's why here's what we have found is why and i think it's going to be very interesting to see how this get those get these five things get changed up Maybe I think a lot of them. Up. My my thing with complaints, in general, right, is that it's not natural not to have any. And so even even if these things were addressed and were fixed, there'd be something else to complain about. Yeah. Because at the end, there can only be one winner, and everyone else is going to want to have to be that winner. And when, um, yeah, when you're the loser, you always need to find some reason to complain. Look, looking at the mobility. You know, I do feel like the cars have gotten a little too big. And here's here's how I can break it down for um for 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 other people out there. Uh and here's how I break it down in my head is look at dogs. Right? My mom's got a schnoodle. I don't know if you've ever seen a schnoodle. I've, I've They're schnoodles. as adorable as the word schnoodle. Right? <laughs> and uh and she is the size of the head of my dog. Yeah. Because I've got right. a mastiff. Yeah. Right? You got a big boy. Now, that little dog plays with the cat, will climb the cat tree, will hop from one couch to the other, and will, like, run around in circles around my dog. Right? My dog's also a puppy, doesn't know his size, and tries to copy her. 
Well, when he plays like this, all the furniture ends up on the floor. And I mean, not the right way up. Yeah. Right. Because the mobility isn't there because he's too big. He's he's quicker than her sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. But he can't take the corners as well. He can't hop on the couch as well. You know, he's not a graceful. Cr- cr- he he runs like a tractor. Like he is not a graceful creature. He's he's a quick creature sometimes. Um but like that's that's the big thing with mobility is the bigger the cars get, yes, they can get faster, but corners are always going to be a problem, you know, um, especially now with the amount of wideness that they have and how low they are. I imagine I don't know because I haven't I haven't watched this, but I imagine going over the humps or the bumps, right, um, or hugging the curbs in. Uh, on on the corners like that's got to be more challenging i i don't remember there being that much more sparks than there has been this year right because the floor is constantly bouncing and just touching touching something (laughs) because they're all wide they are they are all wide i I will say that they've all got the wide bottoms they all got the (laughs) those (laughs) those big those big booty having wide bottom having wide bottom cars beautiful cars how dare they? Wide, low bottom cars. Yeah. How they're, dare they're, they? They're just, yeah, they got to... Because if you look at the size of the engine, right, Um, it's surprisingly small in comparison to those cars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, like... There's a lot of room there that you can just chisel just away. Put, just, and Or put more power into and see what else happens, you know? Well, <laughs> no, because a larger engine doesn't... well. Yes, but no. But <laughs> no, they've got a good amount of power right now. They just need to, you know, I agree. I think the mobility one is the first one that I'm like, yeah, I can see that being an, a good driver complaint. Yeah. You know, and it's probably every, why they don't feel connected with the car. Yeah. Every, and like every, one. yeah. And I think like in, in terms of everything that they also complain about, all of that gets changed with a different body kit. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. But. I thought it was interesting, but Absolutely. one of those things, you know, we have asked this, we've had this question asked to us a number of times and we finally get to ask, answer it is why is Red Bull's DRS so good? Speaking of DRS right. and after hearing why it's not a big deal from you, right. now you tell us why it is a big deal for, for, for everything. Well, actually, no, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep telling you why it's not a big deal. No, how dare you? How dare you say that? How dare you? <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to um, break this down to simple terms, right? And I don't do this because I assume that the audience isn't going to understand. I do this because when I was learning about cars in general, um, I always found it really confusing when people would just throw letters at me and assume that I knew what I was, what they were saying. So if I break it down too simple for you, just you know, wait till we get to the point. Um, Trust me, I could probably make things more complicated than they ever need to be. Probably. So DRS is a drag reducing system, right? Uh, That is what the DRS stands for. It's used to help the car go faster on the straights. And simply put, it's an adjustable rear wing or spoiler, if you will, that can be activated to change the aerodynamics of the car and reducing its drag. 
So there are certain rules and regulations that surround the DRSs. It can only be used in certain zones, DRS zones, and only for overtaking, which is why we'll see people have DRS trains. And that's when one person has their DRS open because they're trying to overtake the person ahead of them, but they have their DRS opens as a defense mechanism because there's someone ahead of them, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've got three cars in a straight, one that the one at the top doesn't get any DRS. And this is why they don't is because they don't have anyone to overtake. So that is that for Red Bull. Couple disclaimers. One, the FIA sets the rules and regulations. So their DRS is limited to, you know, certain rules and regulations uh, that are applicable to all the DRSs. All teams have to follow these rules, but are allowed to design their own mechanisms. The specifics of Red Bull's DRS are not publicly disclosed. So there are a lot of videos out there speculating as to what the differences are and everything. But, um, you know, obviously for uh, not creative integrity, but um, infer what am I what am I what's the word I'm looking for here, Taryn? Um, I don't know. So that the other teams can't just like copy their design. Patenting? I guess, right? They're not publicly disclosed. Um, the only people who understand the specifics and the details of Red Bull's DRS are Red Bull and the FIA. Now, looking at Hamilton versus Verstappen, it's important to note that, as I've said, Red Bull looked powerful because we had a comparison of the best DRSs versus no DRS on a car that for the season so far has had the worst DRS. Um, also of note that Hulkenberg on that same straight recorded one kilometer slower than Verstappen with a Haas DRS. Hmm. That very same straight where Verstappen overtook mm -hmm. Mercedes. I think Verstappen clocked 342 kilometers an hour and Hulkenberg. Yeah, okay. and Hulkenberg did uh, 341. Okay. Right. At different points in the race, so we didn't have them side by side. But um, how impressive would that have been if Hulkenberg had been the one to overtake Mercedes? I, I would have cried. I would have cried. You, you know what's funny? Lewis is, would have cried, right? Watching, so. Watching the 2016 um, season, Hulkenberg's, like, everyone sleeps on how, how like, like, again, this is one of those, like, tragedies of he could have been good, yeah. but just can never this was if he was put in any almost any other era of F one, yeah, he probably would have been really great. Yeah. So let me let me go on here for for a thing. The big thing and and without popping out a diagram, um, because our viewers can't see, the big thing here isn't that Red Bull has a superior DRS, is that they have overall superior aerodynamics on top of their DRS. Um, that when you line it up with the rest, wins the competition a competition for having least amount of drag open or closed, right? Mm -hmm. And if you if you were to um, take a look at their DRS versus Mercedes, you'll notice that Mercedes has a couple sharp corners in some places, and Red Bull is a lot more rounder at everything. Now, terminology wise, you know we've um, determined what DRS is, which is drag reducing system. Yeah. 
Um, We've determined what DRS zones are, what DRS train is. Now let's talk about triple DRS. Which is what everyone, when you think of Red Bull, now everyone talks about this. Yeah, that's what everyone talks about. And for the longest time, I'm like, but what do you you mean? There's there's only two wings. Yeah. Right? Where is the triple here? Where is the triple? So the triple comes from the rear wing, which has the mechanism to split. Right. And it flaps open. Yep. So that's that's the spoiler. That's the the rear wing. That's the the DRS. Right. That's the actual system. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now it works in conjunction with two other parts of the car. Right. There's a beam wing, which is level to the rear wheels of uh, of the car. If you were to pull up a car, um, as I'm talking about this on Google, uh. And you look at just the rear view, you'll see that there's the upper wing, which has a DRS, which will open. There's a, a beam wing, which kind of is at the same level as the rear wheels. And then there's the floor. Mm-hmm. And the floor is the triple, right? One, two, three. Um, yeah, the floor at the back, the, the way that it's shaped, um, as well as that beam wing, as well as the rear wing that splits into two, this all gives an optimal shape for Red Bull, right? And that means that open or close, Red Bull just has superior aerodynamics. So again, if you were to rip off DRS, right? Weld every DRS on the game shut. Red Bull would still win because they're not winning because of their DRS. They've got a good combination Right, and you could have the same DRS system as Red Bull, but if your beam wing, if your floor is not the same shape, if they don't work as well together, it's not going to give you the same results. Um, so really, this, so really, it's all kind of combined. How does the beam wing and the, it's I think it's like it's a diffuser is the bottom part of the floor yeah. that's coming. In? Yeah. yeah. So how does that actually feed into each other? That actually creates more. Is it just feeding the airflow that? connects in to create more downforce or to relieve that downpour, um, downforce when it's at play that it flows through better and that's kind of why it's become so so powerful for a them? little bit I th- it reduces in some areas it reduces down so downforce is generated at the square of the speed okay right what do you mean by square of the speed so um at 165 kilometers an hour um you're looking at four times downforce at 330 kilometers an hour oh right so it's it's exponential in how it affects the car by knowing how to affect the downforce you can have a softer suspension right you can avoid loss of speed and you can avoid purposing which as we know from mercedes is a real issue sometimes Mm -hmm. um now again red bull just has understands how their car work works as a unit because it's it's easy to think about individual parts individually the reality is how they all go together. So, yeah, the floor, the beam wing, the DRS, right? They all affect the downforce. And because the DRS is adjustable, the other two affect the the downforce in a static way. So they have to be just as efficient when the DRS is open than when the DRS is closed. And the DRS opening changes how the air flows around the car, Right. And Red Bull just has a design that on all three, um, it kind of just works together. Kind of just works. Just, kind of just, just works together. Through this men- mystical, just together. this mystical thing of, through, of engineering. Through this mystical thing of engineering and, you know, um, 
wind tunnels. Wind tunnels are, are surprising things to watch. I, um, yeah, I, I think I would like to see wind tunnels. I've, I've seen so. one in my, in my days, uh, not for Formula One cars, oh, for no. an airplane wing. Um, oh, see, that's really cool. And that, yeah, and the same day they tried to break it. Uh, not the wind tunnel, the the airplane wing. It was to uh, test the points of failure, right? Because before an airplane or whatnot is certified as like safe to fly, they have to determine at what point of downforce is there going to be so much that parts start to break and everything. And they actually do that by physically testing it out sometimes, which mm-hmm. I was able to um, look into. Sorry, that's just a whole different story my my point is if you look at the beam wing of red bull right it's different than mercedes if you look at their floor it's different than mercedes if you look at their drs it's different Mm -hmm. right and they just have seemed to find a good balance between a drs open drs close and the shape of those three components to give them the least amount of downforce and drag. And with that, they can have softer suspensions. As I said before, they don't lose as much speed. They're a lot quicker. And as we've seen, they're a lot quicker DRS open or closed. Mm -hmm. So Red Bull just is amazing. And we just didn't. Pretty we're not, much. We're not supposed Pretty to. Pretty much. The, the best engineers. Jazz fingers. Yeah. They're great. They're great. No, it's just very much the best engineers came in. They aced it they got the best kind of design. So it's really, they've, they've really kind of unlocked everything that kind of what other racer, uh, other yeah, teams haven't really it's dove not, into the same way. Same it's, way. It's not a secret, yeah. right? They don't have a secret DRS that works better than the rest. They've got a DRS that works well with the components of their car. Yeah. They, there's something about the engineers of Red Bull that are making them look at the car as a whole unit. And not mm-hmm. look at units of the car. Right. Yeah. Because if you just, just look team. at units, you're like, oh, okay, well, we need a better DRS system. That's not going to help if you've got a a, a, a cruddy hole. floor. Yeah. You know? It's not going to help if you have a split beam wing that creates more drag. It's yeah. not, not going to help if, I don't know, your front wing's all weird. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it's it's just they, they it's, all they all work very well together. It's, it's not it's not gonna help if you don't have those side pods. Well, you never know. You well, don't really know. Well, 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 you never know. Oh, that's where you, you draw the line. That's where you draw the there. line. Don't you ever don't you ever take away my side don't you ever Look, bring back my side pods. Don't no, you bring back my side <laughs> pods. No, no, that's, no, that's what they've, that's, they've that's, done. Yeah. Right? No, is exactly. that they've looked at the car as a whole and they've found a way to engineer it so that all the components work optimally together. Yeah. But it's not a big secret of if every other team had their cars, but Red Bull's DRS, it probably still wouldn't work for them. Yeah, right. I mean, you you I, could put Red Bull's rear wing on a Mercedes, and it probably wouldn't help them. We never know. You don't know that. Don't don't don't, don't take away don't take away that. Oh, really? I can put Red Bull's DRS on a Mercedes, but <laughs> Just, I can't give them side pods. No, you don't. Really, I, I'm actually, No, I'm actually very interested to see what happens. You know, ever since you'd said to me that maybe sometimes the contribution that Red Bull's doing for the for involvement is is this, and I think this like really just really sums it up even the more. The aerodynamics of the car. Yeah. yeah. Red Bull gave us ground effect, how to make a good ground effect car. Yeah. And to make it work and how to, how the racing, how that racing philosophy of this car design is done. And Adrian Newey 
led that charge. Uh, he's 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 the designer of the the cars. Yeah. So, yeah, Red Bull just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Just Red Bull. Dominant. This was this was a little bit late. I do want to um, apologize to our Discord friend who had posed me this question. Um, like I think it was like around Australia. It was around Australia, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I'll answer it during the break between Australia and Baku because we've got like a month." Yeah. And um, then we just didn't have a show during that time. Well, don't just make it sound like that. We were <laughs> so, busy. It's your no, we fault. Were, we were we were <laughs> busy. It's not your fault. Um, right. But then then I I don't want you to feel like I put this off or that it slipped my mind and it was never thought of again. So no. this is the answer to what is a DRS and why is Red Bulls so much better and um, it's, than it's, Mercedes? It's really going to play out because as we see all these. Um, teams coming up with the upgrades i did hear i I think i did find here that mercedes has planned to upgrade their dr their rear wing completely uh for canada whether that actually happens i think so much it's kind of like what you're saying is so much of what their future upgrades is has depends on how they look at the car as a whole now too so with these imola upgrades coming in not just mercedes but Everyone that's bringing major upgrades to Imola is looking at these these very the very similar things that you're kind of just overlaid out. Like, how does the whole car work together to create these things? Yeah. How do we how do we emulate what Red Bull is doing to get it all to work together? Yeah. My thing is, and why I fight with the side pods and even uh, Ferraris scalloping it, and why I like that mm-hmm. those differences is because I would love to see a way for them to work but clearly they're not working they found that they've a team has found the optimal way to do it everyone has to adjust to that and that from based for someone who's fought against this a lot i will go back and say that i that is something it is something to be celebrated have i finally excellence. convinced you? you haven't convinced me excellence have I finally convinced excellence you? should just be celebrated and you have shown me that it needs to be celebrated. Here's the thing. I don't fault you for falling in love with the narrative of one team going no. Against the grain and somehow makes it's it work. It's a great narrative. But Makes for a good movie. Would have been, yeah. Speaking of movies. <laughs> there there of is movies. an F1 movie that's being in the made. Again? Um, Which one this time? Well, no. Uh, apparently, it is, it's, apparently, it's going to be a film very similarly to Top Gun Maverick. It's by the same producers and director. Um, it's got, it's going to have Brad, very good movie. It's going to have Brad Pitt and um, Lewis Hamilton is an executive, as being an executive for it. Uh, and apparently, you're going to have Lewis Hamilton and Brad Pitt together. No, I don't know. I don't think that. I think I only Brad Pitt's going to be like one of, the, one of the characters. I don't think Lewis is going to be a character in it. I think he's just being a part of like the writing to be like, yeah, this is authentic or this isn't. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and just putting money in it to make it sure. From the sounds of it, they're actually going to be driving a like mock car like a shadow car behind the entire grid uh, through the filming process to get as much realistic views as we can. So no. Yeah, yeah. Like, here. F1 movie. Um, like, on which tracks? Filming. Not during race. Um, Yeah, Brad Pitt will drive on track at British Grand Prix for new F1 movie filming. No. Yeah, at British Grand Prix. So it might be some other thing. Whether or not they say it's like a legitimate real thing, I think they're like, they're fun ways to put the footage all together. 
I don't think I don't think we're gonna also, get also like, who is Brad Pitt like playing I don't know look there's so much I don't know about this movie like, but it, like isn't he older than all the drivers probably but you know at the same time um this could just be really fun to see I, I don't know I That's... like I I feel like I say I don't know a lot in this, but I think the point. I hope it's not on race day, and uh, I hope Debris gets in his way. See, that's what I mean. I hope it is on race day, <laughs> and it completely messes up the race just to show would, this should not no, happen. You know what? But also, it would it would really nail in, um, hammer in the nail of Hollywood and formula do not need to mix to this level. Yeah, I agree you with know? you on there. Drive to Survive was a nice idea i haven't watched it i imagine it's good since it's up to formula one but people need to not confuse the two yeah right I will it's say the this. same thing with all the movies out there that have happened since the 70s about drivers none of those at least that i know of i could be wrong correct me if i'm wrong find our discord um but like that I know of, none of he didn't put Sylvester. How do you find? How do you find the Discord? Wait, let me finish my point. Okay, you didn't put Sylvester Stallone right in a Formula One car during any of the Grand Prix for that movie. <laughs> that was a completely fake movie. <laughs> I know a, it was a completely that was a, fake. That was movie. a movie, uh, but that wasn't a movie about Grand Prix racing, though. So it's very, very different. Which one am I thinking of? I don't know. Not Demolition Man. Definitely. No, not, not Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Um, I, I just got like slow down. And like no, and they're driving back and forth and. Oh, okay. I'm so confused. There was there was one. There's Rush. There's that was a good one though. That was a good one. There was Senna versus the uh, movie Driven. Driven, yeah. With that Sylvester was Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. That was yeah. that not Formula oh, One? Maybe it was Formula One. I'm thinking. I believe I'm, that was Formula One. I'm thinking. In any of, case, they didn't they didn't stick his you know and and he was much younger back then than than Brad Pitt is. I'm so confused about yeah. this movie. I hope it blows up in their face. Not <laughs> because not because I hate movies. I love movies and I hope that the movie itself is good. But there's a certain amount of showmanship that is getting to be a little much in Formula 1 and it's very distracting. Um but that's just my humble opinion. Man, now, um, now you, you can to come watch, fight me now on to our watch. Discord. You can find our Discord no. at the F World. <laughs> What's our Discord tag? <laughs> the F World Podcast. Thank you. But I'm I'm mm-hmm. now just wanting to watch the movie Driven. <laughs> Have you never seen it? I've I've seen it like like again when I was like maybe ten. Oh, <laughs> or, it's a or great movie. But yeah, it just looks so. This, I'm just looking at the pictures for it. It looks like just so much steez in this movie. Like steez. It it's a um it means undeniable like unique uh a unique sense of style. And, oh uh, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it did. It did have that sense of style, and I feel like that's just what this movie is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I remember it being one of my favorites as a child. Let's get cars more fast. Um, but yeah, so I think that that's a really good. I think that's a good ending of. It's great I ending. just want to say one thing. I think that you would enjoy Drive to Survive. I always say Drive to Survive season one and two are good for Formula One fans because yeah. I think you can kind of see what they're trying to do, but also kind of get the sport out of it. And then season, pretty much from season four on, it's it's very much a Red Bull narrative because Red Bull put so much money into the show. With, yeah, with I think what so. I'm going to do is I'm going to finish watching this season with my partner who's never watched Formula One in his life. 
And then in between right. seasons. And then, yeah, during the winter, I think him and I are going to going to sit down and give it a watch because right now right now i don't want to spoil no you know right now his views on fernando are so wholesome like fernando alonso is his hero he's just like the guy is amazing he's until such he a learns big that he's, brother he's so nice he's until so he learns funny. he's a villain and, uh, <laughs> until he learns he's a and, villain and that's and that's the thing i want to i want to just you know let's uh Keep let's, the dream alive. Let's, a little, let's keep you the know? dream alive a little bit. <laughs> he doesn't. He then, doesn't then you'll cry. <laughs> yeah. Then, then we'll yeah. show him what happened. So, here's what I th- I suggest. I think it is unfortunate that time that we got to close out the show, which you will do. But I will do. Yeah. But I found the song "Pipe" by Christina Aguilera, who has Lewis Hamilton Hamilton in vocals that we can play out for the show are we gonna <laughs> are we gonna leave on hamilton vocals i love this but but a christina aguilera song though <laughs> so we, we don't know if this is good or bad if i was a rich boy yeah it, seven, sorry that's is seven, that christina aguilera am i thinking even no, of the right no I don't, I don't think so i don't think you are um it has seven hundred and eighty-seven thousand views as of and was released on june 2018 only eleven thousand likes <laughs> on youtube oh <laughs> so it's a rough one um but no close out the show for us marianne you did it so well last you actually did it, you actually did it really well last time that you You're have to do still it on that. now you have to do it all the time all right well uh this has been lovely folks and as always we will see you every monday or at least next monday uh pacific time one to three here at civil 101.7 I'm stumbling. Yeah. You made me nervous now. Just got to Expecting great things. <laughs> you can reach us on our social medias at the fworld.pod or underscore pod, depending on the social media. Instagram is um, dot pod. Twitter is underscore pod. There we go. I can never remember all that. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for I, this. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And as always, we will see you in the next episode. Yours in racing. <laughs>